0: Welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm your host, Allison Klakowitz. Thanks for joining me. Today's guest is Melissa Vera of Adventures of Frugal Mom blog. Melissa is a talented writer and hails from Goldsboro, North Carolina. We talk everything from North Carolina agriculture to DIY projects to raising children in the time of social distancing. Melissa offers so much wonderful advice for bloggers, mothers, women in general. I think you'll really be inspired by our conversation. Stay tuned. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Allison. Welcome to HodgePodge. I am so thrilled to have you here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes. We were just talking a a minute ago and and you had said that your your neighbor's rooster was crowing. And and so I hope (laughs) you're having a good morning out in Goldsboro. Is that correct?
1: Yes. It's actually a little town outside of Goldsboro, but I always say Goldsboro because people actually are familiar with that.
0: Yeah well I'm a rural eastern North Carolina native so I I completely understand small town life and <laughs> and all those little tick bite communities.
1: Yeah I actually grew up in a small town right outside of Jacksonville called Richlands in eastern North Carolina as well so
0: Yes, I am very familiar with Richlands. I have friends that grew up in Richlands, and I have been to Mike's farm in Richlands.
1: <laughs> I've been there twice, but not when they weren't there when I was growing up. so
0: right. For our listeners who uh, who aren't familiar, it's a really great um contentment type farm with a with a cool really nice little family restaurant and gift shop and it's awesome but Richlands is a is a sweet little uh, country community in uh, eastern North Carolina and up for from Jacksonville and yes. you uh, I had mentioned that growing up you were a military brat is that correct? Yeah my dad
1: was um, my dad is originally from Massachusetts or was originally from Massachusetts and it he joined the Marine Corps, and they said, when you join the Marines, you'll see the world. But he got, kept getting stationed back at Camp Lejeune, Cherry Point, and Hadlock. <laughs> basically, most of the time that he was in the Marine Corps, he was at Camp Lejeune.
0: Right, right. And a lot of that area is not far. I grew up in Beaufort County, which is a um, little Washington area in uh, Aurora, North Carolina, and not far from New Bern. Mm-hmm. And so, we spend a lot of time on the Crystal Coast, um, where you uh, basically grew up. So I love that area. It's it's changed, evolved a lot over the years, and um, there's there's a lot of cool history, and um, it's it's a, it's a neat place. So these days, though, you hail out of uh, a community near Goldsboro. And you are such a talented blogger um, and a wealth of information, and I can't wait for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you and how you got into blogging and and how long you've been blogging.
1: Okay. Do you want me to just introduce myself? Yes.
0: Okay. I'm Melissa Vera.
1: I've been married to my husband for 25 years. He's a native of Mexico, which... You know, you wouldn't think love at first sight stories you only see at on Hallmark Channel or Lifetime movies. And it always made me sick whenever I thought of them, but that's what our story is. Like we met <laughs> and immediately we knew that we were going to end up spending the rest of our lives together. And 25 years later, we're still together.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, where did you meet him? We met at a
1: golf course called Lane Golf Course and it's kind of a really funny story is I was I was actually working at a cotton gin and the owner of the golf course owned the cotton gin, but because it was seasonal and he wanted to keep me on working in the office there, he decided to put me over at the grill at the golf course. And my husband Raul had just come back from visiting family in Mexico and the day he came back and we met, it was like all it wrote for us. It was like that was it. There was nobody else for us.
0: Oh, that is so cool. And where was the, um, where was the golf course? It's called Laney Golf Course. It's in Goldsboro. Okay. Okay. That's great. And so here, 25 years later, you're still, you're still happy and in love. And I see you've raised how many children?
1: Three girls. I have one that's in graduate school in California. She's getting her PhD in environmental toxicology wow yeah she just got married last august to who i always consider my son anyways i call him my son in love um lex who's getting his phd in chemistry at caltech they met here in goldsboro
0: holy cow they're a a smart couple (laughs) yes super smart and
1: then I my middle daughter Michaela is heading into her senior year of college. She is getting her degree in interior architecture and looking into grad school doing architecture history because she's ever since she was little, she's loved to build and loved anything about buildings. And then oh my my, my youngest Gracie is about to turn 18. I mean, in a couple of weeks, May 6th. And she is one of those seniors that are kind of in, in kind of at like a loss right now because they're losing a lot of their senior year because of the COVID-19.
0: Yes. And my heart goes out. I have a really good friend um, whose daughter is also a senior this year and, and tons of other friends, uh, old friends whose children are experiencing this. And um, so how are y'all dealing with the social distancing and the loss of the end of her senior year? What, what thoughts or wisdom do you have, for for moms out there feeling challenged by this?
1: Well, I would say I really feel for the moms like you that have smaller children because having to keep them entertained all the time, whereas mine are kind of grown up. So they kind of keep to themselves and entertain. My husband's still considered an essential worker. So he's actually still working. So he's the one that's going to the grocery store and goes out and does everything. We just kind of I mean, we do take like small little trips for just a drive to go somewhere because we have to get out of the house because we're going stir crazy, but we don't go in like like we would normally go, like heading to Fayetteville and stuff like that.
0: Right. And so your daughter, she's she's adapting to this and um, how how is she spending her time?
1: She is, she's a painter. She's my artist. So she's painting a lot. She's doing a lot of... Um, projects craft projects watching a lot of YouTube videos she's still having to do online schoolwork so she's doing that she's dually enrolled in the community college and our high school She only has one class in high school so she's still having to keep up with her schoolwork so
0: right so she's busy yeah and and, and talented what smart and talented children you have um, what are your your secrets? Um,
1: really, I don't have any, I just lucked out. I mean, honestly, they are really good kids. I watch other parents and I think, wow, you know, how did I get so lucky to not have kids that are like really caught up in, you know, the alcohol and the drugs. But I think a lot of it is too, that we try to instill in them the values that if you want something, you have to work for it
0: instead of just handing it over to your child. Right. That's a, that's some good wisdom. (laughs) for sure that, um, so how do I know, um, and with your blogs, um, you have three blogs, which is a, a, such a major undertaking, um, Adventures of a Frugal Mom, um, Champagne Style, Bare Budget, and Reading with a Frugal Mom. And Fourth in the works. And a fourth in the works, and we said that was a um, The Writer, and the, farmer. The writer that? and the
1: Farmer. I was supposed to launch it like in March 1st, but with COVID-19, I can't go and tour the farms like I want to, so I had to kind of hold back on launching that.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about each of your blogs and um, the information that you're putting out there, because it is, it goes... From Everything from right now, current COVID-19 resources and educational resources to fashion, to do-it-yourself, DIY home projects and recipes, book reviews. I mean, there's so much wonderful information on your blogs and they're beautiful. You've done a great job of designing something that's very enjoyable to visit and look through. So. Tell uh, tell our listeners all about your blogs. Okay, the first
1: one is Adventures of Frugal Mom. It was actually a blog that I started back in 2011. It was actually my very first blog. I started it because a friend of mine was telling me, "Oh, you should do this." And it started out as a deals blog, but then I kind of got burned out on that and just transitioned it into a more of a lifestyle blog. Mm -hmm. And just recently, I've started doing more Nestor talking about the 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 taboo subject of menopause, because a lot of people don't talk about that. You don't know what it's like going through the change. I'm recently hitting 50,
0: so. Yes. No, it's important. It's important to have those resources there for women. Um, I am, I'll be 45 this year. And so I'm an older mom. (laughs) And so I have, um, the I'm I'm transitioning there, <laughs> right behind you, Melissa. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. <laughs> yeah. <last> <laughs> so that that's amazing. So you um, tell me about the new blog that you're working on it's called the writer and the farmer and basically it started out um a
1: couple years ago I started working at a local agritourism farm and actually Mm -hmm. kind of funny that I fell into working with them because my oldest daughter that was her first job and when she left to go to college my middle daughter took her part took her um, job and then when Michaela left to go to college I kind of just fell into it and Gracie now works there as well my youngest but I started watching and became really good friends with the farmer. She's actually one of my best friends now. And she would tell me all the stuff about these farmers because she's really involved in Farm Bureau. And it was about the time that the pig lawsuits were coming out where the nuisance lawsuits were about. And I felt so bad for these farmers because they were there before these people even moved into their houses. And they were yet penalized because they were actually doing a job that everybody needs i mean everybody needs bacon everybody eats pork everybody in the, in the eastern north carolina everybody eats barbecue
0: just about so right it is a major economic and come you know resource and and commodity that that north carolinians have depended on and i have a cousin who um her husband uh, they are um uh, hog farmers. And so that has affected them as well. And they, you know, they, they keep a beautiful farm and work very hard. And, um, and so I know this, that has impacted their life as well. They're out of Farmville. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so
1: I just decided that I needed after, I think it was two years ago, I went on this tour with um, Feed the Dialogue. It's a lot North Carolina. It's the funding is from a tobacco grant. And basically the tour was giving outsiders an inside view of, of cattle farming. And I really felt passionate about it. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to start writing these blogs about writing this blog about the outsiders view of farm life because mainstream media makes farm life seem so like the animals are miserable and they're like, you know, they're the worst. They have the
0: worst practices when, these local farmers don't have worst practices. No, they're they're very committed, and it's interesting too. I also have another cousin who is um uh, meredith bernard and she is uh this farm wife blog and um she is a cattle farmer uh farmer's wife and she is a farm her (laughs) (laughs) um as well and and they have an amazing cattle ranch um up in northern north carolina just at the border near danville (laughs) and um but yes, they live it, they breathe it, and they, they take such good care of their animals. And so this is a very interesting uh, subject to me and something very close to my family. So tell me more. <laughs> um, and then I started like
1: researching and started following um, the farmers on Instagram. Bravo Steaks is an amazing Instagram. They're out a of, of local cattle farm out of Sampson County. And they actually ship their meat all across the, the nation, but they're really great about educating like Instagram. The, the woman that runs it is Emily. I actually profiled her on the women in business series. Like I profiled you.
0: Yes. Um, yes. And thank you. Melissa did a beautiful, um, Feature of me and so many other women on, in her women in business, but we'll get back to that in just a minute.
1: And so Emily actually is Emily's a husband and wife team that run it, but Emily does all the Instagram and she talks about everything that you could possibly think about with the cattle and talking about when they take the cattle to be, um, you know, slaughtered. Uh, that, right, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, you know that's what mm-hmm. happens. But mm-hmm. they're up to that point. Those cattle are they known love. I mean, they go out in the field and they just scratch the cows and they talk to the cows. And they've just recently started um, Berkshire pigs, raising them to do um, sausages and bacon and stuff like that. So, absolutely,
0: yes. That it's that's it's so important. Agriculture is such an important piece of North Carolina, our history, and just our economy, and especially in our rural areas, um, there's been a huge initiative to, you know, help farmers and to, to keep this alive in, in our state, so it's wonderful to hear that you're so supportive and um, invested in that. I love that.
1: Now, even though I grew up, like, I call myself a city girl because I... The first time we ever went to visit my husband in Mexico, they have this delicacy called carnitas, which is like pork.
0: They yeah.
1: I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, they slaughtered the pig and let let the entrails on the um on the clothesline, and I could not eat because I was like, "Oh, that is so gross," you know. But now it's like second nature to me now. <laughs>
0: Right. Yes. We, we love Mexican cuisine and we have a lot of friends who have lived out in Texas and um, California area. And so they're, you know, they're introducing all the time uh, more of authentic Mexican um, cuisine. So (laughs) we're, we're all about it. You know, and it's very close to North Carolina um, rural areas and traditional cooking and and using an entire animal. You know, some people are like, that's so nasty, you know, but um, from uh, a standpoint of uh, growing up poor or on a you know, on budgets and, and so it's actually very, um, close to, to that same idea. Yes. So tell me, what do you love about blogging?
1: Actually, sometimes I don't love blogging (laughs) and just there's certain days (laughs) where like, I don't want to even look at it, but actually it helped me through a lot. Um, and, I st- like I said, I started blogging in 2011 part-time. I was also working at a local elementary school. I used to be an elementary school teacher. And um, in 2014, anything that could have happened happened to us in our lives. My daughter had, my youngest daughter had her first seizure at the time. We didn't know what was going on with her. And we thought she might mm-hmm. have a brain tumor because the MRI results came back really iffy. So I kind of took a leave of absence from work because she was getting so tired from having all the seizures. So I and her half days and my half days didn't line up because she would be going to school for half days. So I took a leave of absence. And during that time, I just started leaning more on blogging. And then when I thought I could go back to work and after her spring break, we had a car accident. And I then I was out because I got hurt in the car accident. Oh,
0: no. Yeah, that
1: was a terrible year. And then also during that time, my dad um, was, he was fought in Vietnam, so he was exposed to Agent Orange. And in 98, he was already diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. But in 2014, it became um, simple lymphatic leukemia, and he was ended up put in, put in hospice in November of that year. In January, the following year, he, he died. So having that blogging helped me sustain my income. So, um.
0: Right. And you are a professional blogger. You are earning an an actual income from your your blogging. This is not just a hobby. This is something that you have really um, put a lot, invested a lot of time and research into and, and have crafted something that you're you know, that is, is a, a career for you. Yes,
1: it, it's definitely a career. It's um actually a couple of years ago, I bought, we bought a storage shed, a brand new one. And then my husband and I crafted it together. He did sweat equity. I designed it, but I'm actually talking to you from it. It's a blog cabin. It's my office outside of the home.
0: Oh, I'm so jealous. It's a, it's a she
1: a she cabin. Uh, yep. <laughs> And so that's what, um, so I come in here now and I can work and I actually paid for everything that went inside it. Um, the remodeling actually paid for the, the cabin itself. So,
0: wow. So that is such an inspiration that even through hardship, transitioning from a teaching career and then, you know, that setting your mind, you know, to be able to do this, you know, you you did it. You, you were determined to make this work. And I love that. I'm actually going to be uh, talking a little bit about determination um, next Monday, the 27th, uh, for the Monday Motivation with the Women's Business Center here in Fayetteville. And just setting your mind, you know, that you you can accomplish goals and make your life work yep. <laughs> for, for you and um, and you are definitely a testimony of that what advice for uh, bloggers do you have I would say if you're especially if you're first starting out worry about the
1: content first at least try to get at least 10 posts written before you start before you hit publish one thing because that way a reader comes, if they come across your blog, they have at least 10, pa- 10 posts of content to read and they'll come back and read more. But if they only come and see you only posted one time, then they're not going to want to, they're not going to be invested in it.
0: Right. And how do, in dis, you know, in distributing blog information, um, what do you, what have you found has been the best practice?
1: Sharing on social media. Sometimes the word of mouth gets out. Um, definitely share with like, if you're working a sponsored post, share with the companies, make sure you tag the companies. And when you're doing your social media posting about what you're writing about, because they'll share. And that you'll get right. a lot more um, interaction with people that way.
0: Do you often receive sponsorships? How do you reach out and, 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 Get sponsored. Um, in the beginning, I had to
1: reach out. Basically, I had a little form letter that I wrote. Um, Crystal Spell Army Wife 101, she's a Fable blogger, actually yeah. um, helped me craft my first pitch letter that I wrote to a sponsor. And this is back when she was just she hadn't blown up as big as she is right now, but she was still big. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, scary. Yeah, I mean, she was on the Google um, uh, ad. Mm-hmm. And so I
1: just started reaching out to companies that I wanted to work with. And I just, sometimes the answer was no, which was fine. But I'm like, it would have been no if I hadn't tried anyway. So what was I losing? I wasn't losing anything. And sometimes I came back great. Yeah, sure. And then we talked about terms. And I always, whenever companies reach out to me now, I always come back with, okay, I'm I would love to work with you, but what is the compensation for this? Don't be afraid to ask what they're going to pay you for.
0: Right. What your worth is in, in devoting that time and energy. That's, that's awesome. And, and so, um, what other future projects do you have? I know, obviously once, um, we are transitioning kind of back, and you're able to access uh, travel again. You can get out and start working more toward your um, the Writer and Farmer project. But um, any other things going on? I have started doing Facebook Lives.
1: I was in a challenge last week with Cammie um, Kennedy, who you, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Monday I was there for Cammie. Kim-
1: um, you yes. did a yeah, day, Believe great. Conquer five-day challenge, a free challenge, and kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone because I see in God's plan, he keeps calling me, telling me that I want you to be a speaker. I want you to motivate these women that, because I suffered from really bad anxiety for so many years. and It just wasn't until Fayetteville is such a great place because, I mean, Fayetteville, I can see my turning space because I think it was 2017, 2018. I took my first solo trip, and it was to Fayetteville, and so that was the turning point where I was able to go on the road, drive a drive the big highway, and just go and go meet people that I didn't even know. And so,
0: was that was that stemming from the um, the car accidents mm-hmm. that? So you had some major post-trauma it sounds like yeah I get from
1: that I have been hit from behind too many times so it's like anybody gets up close I get really bad anxiety so it's like normally I would have someone drive with me I would always have a plus one wherever I went but I'm like no there's not a plus one I'm going and I drove 95 like like a boss that day
0: (laughs) I love that that blogging writing Provided you a therapeutic intervention. I my background was in counseling and mental health, and I worked in that field for for many years, and then transitioned home. Um, and so, you know, I I am a firm believer, you know, that uh, journaling and writing are very healthy ways of coping, and it opened new doors and helped. You with networking and connecting to people and getting you you out of of that behavior pattern you know that you were able and I have I've been able to do that through this also so that's been um, my situation being different basically transitioning from you know well from full-time employment to to being stay-at-home mom <laughs> then to now and opening a whole new network um, that is a mutual network for both of us um, and has been so wonderful and beneficial so I just think that is really awesome and and something really positive for other people maybe out there suffering from anxiety um, or some type of post-traumatic experience like you had um, that need that extra push you know to be able to get for sure. out and, i mean honestly um, two yeah.
1: because the anxiety was just so crippling for me i've even like just this past january i started a mastermind of six women that are like all over the state and we meet once a month virtually and i'm leading this group and i'm like who is this person <laughs>
0: right that is awesome i love that and and so what is the group It is a mastermind of six women um
1: basically we talk about our businesses we talk about what our high was for the month what our low was for the month i mean they're all different businesses one's a podcaster and a, a body image coach one is a uh, author she's working on getting an inspirational coaching position um one's a wedding photographer we have a uh farmer the the local agritourism farm Odin farming company that I work at, she's actually on there. And then um we have another one who is an intuitive coach and basically she helps moms who are like transitioning and are not really sure where they're supposed to be at, and then myself.
0: That's I love women supporting women and women, um, you know, just, uh, to be there as a support group, but also to be there to empower one another, to, to chase after, uh, their dreams and, and it gives you, you know, a, a checks and balance system, you know, somebody that's there to say, Hey. Are you following up? Are you doing this? And um, I think that's awesome. Yeah, We also
1: go over our lows for the month and we talk about how we can make them highs and we kind of brainstorm with each other. Because when you're talking to someone that's outside of your industry, you may get a light bulb go off. They may have a suggestion that you would have never thought of because you're, you're the inside looking out and you're not, you're like in a glass bubble and you're like all caught up in what you're doing that you can't, a new perspective helps.
0: Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. You were also saying that uh, to me, cause I had mentioned to you that you were such a wealth of information, you've learned so much, you've achieved so much through your blogging that I could learn a lot from you. And, and you were saying that you were even looking into mentoring other um, newer bloggers like myself um, to, to help us grow, um, to make this more of a career um and so you want to share i'm going through a course
1: right now with nikki cosiark she is a christian writer she works with proverbs 31 ministries and she has a book called the five habits of a woman who doesn't quit and she offered coaching which i absolutely love her um love the way she writes i just think she's super hilarious on instagram and so I was like, oh, she's offering coaching. How much was it? How much is it? You know, what's going on? It's for five weeks. And it was only $20. And I'm like, what am I going to lose? I mean, wow, awesome. And it was so yeah. funny. Two weeks mm-hmm. ago was our first Zoom call. And there's a group of maybe about 30 women in this coaching. And when we were on the Zoom call, we were talking about the one thing that we wanted to work at for the next five weeks. And I kept going back and forth. I'm like, oh, it's organization. It's organization. But I had really written down mentoring and encouraging others. And as these women were speaking, I was like, okay, God, I get it. I get it because at least three or four of the women in that zoom call was talking about how maybe they wanted to start a blog, but they didn't know where they wanted to go from there. And so it's kind of like evolved from there. And I actually, once I get off the podcast with you, I have a conference call with another lady that's actually in the group that wants to start a food blog. So I'm going to kind of answer some of her questions.
0: Oh, I mean, that's awesome. Well, good. I can't wait to schedule my, my talk with you because <laughs> I, I just think you, again, um, for our listeners, I just encourage you. I'm going to have the links to all of your blogs um, adventures of frugal mom, again, champagne style on a beer budget and reading with frugal mom. And you can see for yourself just all of the topics that melissa covers it's just amazing and um i'm just so thrilled to have had this conversation with thank you, you for this having morning. me yes so are there any closing thoughts anything maybe that we didn't discuss that that you want to share before we, we Honestly, close today? i would say get out of
1: your own head um if you don't think you you can't apply for something. Apply for it anyways. You never know. You may get it. I remember back when I first started blogging. Um, I want to say it was maybe 2013, 2012, 2013. Um, a thing came around about Bush Gardens applying for an ambassadorship for Bush Gardens. And I'm like, my numbers aren't that great. I, I don't, I'll apply, but I probably won't get it. And I got it. And actually, that's how I met Crystal from Army Wife 101 because she was one of the ambassadors as well. And so just, if you don't, even if you don't think your numbers are great, still apply for things, still contact sponsors, because sometimes it's not all about the numbers for these companies. Sometimes it's about your unique take on um, their product. Sometimes they like the way you you talk. A lot of these, a lot of bloggers do like, just like news stories. Whereas if you add personal touches to it, that comes across better for companies than if you just do straight out like a news release.
0: Right, right, and and it gives some personality. It gives some uh, personal perspective. Uh, no, I I definitely get that, and I can't wait to learn and grow more um, in our friendship and um, and and just uh, in the blogging world. And I thank you for sharing today and um maybe you can come back once you're once you get the the new blog up and going and um and we can talk uh, oh I would have love another that. conversation and I'm
1: looking forward to hearing your talk on
0: yeah.
1: um, Monday I'm actually joining virtually
0: <laughs> Yeah, yes it's exciting I'm honored that they would even <laughs> ask me so <laughs> So anyway, well, thank you, Melissa, for for joining us today and um, uh, good luck on all the, the future endeavors. And um, and I'll be talking with you soon. And thanks to all of our listeners. I appreciate you. I hope you're all doing okay. This is such a crazy time in life. Um, And so I'm hoping to be able to provide more content uh, in the coming weeks um, to maybe help entertain you or inspire or encourage you uh, while we are all socially distancing at home. So take care and thanks